Welcome back to another episode of Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living. <laughs> Do you hear that in the background? Here I am at my outdoor office again today, but this time it's a little different, and I am not going to apologize for the sounds you hear. That was my son, and they are in the middle of taking a break while they are working on the lake. They're picking up weeds today at the lake bottom, and they are combining work and play. And while they're doing that, I'm supervising and getting a recording done. So you will hear that in the background. You may also hear some distant neighbors who are splashing around, enjoying their time on the lake, and maybe an occasional boat or jet ski or two, though those are fewer and far between in the area we are today. So welcome. Welcome today. This is one of the reasons I love podcasting is because I can literally take it with me wherever. And if you've been listening the last couple of weeks, you know that I have really been enjoying my outdoor recording times just because it's been so nice. And today I did bring a book. I don't have to work with my boys and I could just relax, but I thought I have a to-do list to do and my notes are already done for the podcast. So why not? Why not take advantage of this time while they're working to talk with all of you? So that's what we're talking about today. Now, if you are just tuning in today, we are in the middle of a three-part series about where to start. And if you didn't hear last week's episode, I do want you to go back and re-listen to that. We are talking about where you might be on the continuum of starting. Last week, we talked about being stuck in a rut, being stuck in the inaction and not knowing, maybe not even realizing that you are not moving forward in your home design because you just don't know what's holding you back. You might want to make change in your home, but you're not entirely sure why you're not acting. It's not that you don't know what couch to buy. It's not that you don't know which room to start with or which paint color to choose. It's that you are just not starting. You might want the change, but you're not starting. So go back and listen to that one. Today, we are talking about literally where to start. You are ready. You know you have addressed your limiting belief, the thing that has been holding you back, and you are wanting to take action, and you are thinking, I have all the rooms. I have all the motivation. I have a lot I want to do. So where do I start? Do I start at the floor? Do I start at the wall? Do I start in the kitchen? Do I start with the bedding, where do you start? So we are talking to you today and I do want you to stick around to the very end because I have a brand new resource that I am launching today to get you started, to get you started with purpose and to get you started making sure that you are on the right track for making the decisions for your home. All right, enjoy today's show. We grew up with the phrase, home is where the heart is. But our culture has shifted, and now the message is, home should be Pinterest perfect. I'm calling BS on that message. Home, it's not about the stuff, it's about the story. And whether you know it or not, your home is a reflection of you and is already saying something. So what is it that you want it to say? Hey, I'm Danny, a former first grade teacher turned home decorator. Going from a dual income to a single income so I could stay home with my babies meant budget, like ramen eating, Goodwill shopping budget, and I learned a few things along the way, like how to bring big style to your home without breaking the bank. And I'm sharing it all with you. Tips, tricks, decor, and design advice so you can learn to tell your story with your style. Where you can start living free from the Pinterest perfect trap and start living a life of intention. 
Welcome to Fig and Farm at Home, where we design happy living and where it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. All right, girl, you are ready to start. You're ready to dive in and move forward in your home design. You have been ready for a while, and now you're just asking yourself the question, what do I do first? Where, where literally do I begin? Do I, do I call someone? I don't think that's you, actually. I think you are wanting to do this work on your own, and I think you are trying to figure it out on your own, which is great. You can do that. Design is teachable. Hello, that's why I'm here. <laughs> I hope you're learning something. It's teachable, it's attainable, but you literally just want a little direction. You want a little bit of a roadmap in order to make the decisions that are going to keep your home feeling and looking cohesive, keep your home looking nice and feeling the way that you want it to feel when people come in and stay a while. And that is wonderful. You are off to the right track. You are off on the right foot. And I want to give you a little bit of help along that journey. So today we are talking all about preparing and planning. And I have five P's to share with you. By the way, hint, number four is the most important. And we'll get to that. But what I want you to think about, actually, you know what? I just, as I'm thinking about this, I have six and maybe number six is the most important. I'm not sure. We're going to see. But the thing is, you want to spend some time and due diligence preparing and planning. There are so many times I have seen clients who have not done that. And then they are stuck with a couch that they hate, that was on sale at Costco, that they bought because it was on sale, but they didn't really, they didn't love it. It didn't go with their stuff it was on sale. How many of you have ever made a purchase like that? And it's not a super huge deal when you're at the thrift store and your item is a $10 item. Of course, $10 can go a long way. It can buy you one gallon of milk (laughs) these days. But really, if you make that decision and you make it hastily for a big piece, you make it, let's say for an armchair, a dining room table, a recliner, a bed, a couch, you are not going to want to repurchase anything to replace it. You're not going to want to do that because you have just spent a lot of money on that purchase. And what happens is that purchase that you made in haste, that purchase that you did not prepare and plan for, that purchase you may have saved for, but that purchase keeps you stuck, it keeps you locked in, and it keeps you from having the home that you really love. And that thing that you purchased, that big ticket item, now becomes an eyesore. It becomes a frustration point. It becomes a barricade to having people over at your home. It becomes a, an apology. And we don't want that for your home. We want your homes to be places of respite, places where you feel like you are recharged at the end of the day, place, places where you can serve your family well and the friends who come in. We want your homes to be that for you. And when you are surrounded by things that you've purchased hastily, it just can't be. The other thing that can happen if you don't prepare and plan is that you can end up with a very boxy house. Let me explain. A few years ago, I had a client who wanted help in her master bedroom. And she was 
getting all kinds of ideas on Pinterest, which is a wonderful place to start. And she showed me, as she was showing me her home, I'd never been there before, she showed me this beautiful, beautiful bathroom. And she did most of the work herself. It was admirable, really. She put in the new vanity. She put in the new tile. She added a new light fixture and a mirror, and it looked really lovely. And the global style to this was farmhouse. Her home was not farmhouse, and this style was very farmhouse. It was iconically picturesque. You can, you, you say the word and you kind of go there. That's what it was. And the rest of her home was not farmhouse at all. Was it a beautiful bathroom? It was, it was absolutely a beautiful bathroom. But the thing that happened in her home is that as she was doing room after room like this, each room happened to be approached in this style, in this way. And it was, I found this picture on Pinterest, I copied it and it looks beautiful in here. Yes, it does look beautiful, but it wasn't a reflection of her. And neither was the dining room that she approached the same way or the kitchen that she approached the same way because she wasn't saying my whole home is farmhouse to make it a cohesive feel. She was saying, I like this dining room in this picture, in this image, and I'm going to make it just like that. And then I'm going to do the same thing to the living room, to the bedroom. And that's why she called me in. She called me in because she didn't want to necessarily do that, but she had spent a lot of time and effort and money to make that bathroom beautiful, but just not her style. And I want you to avoid that same trap. I want you to avoid it. If you ever have this idea of, I found this image on Pinterest, I'm going to copy it. Stop, pick up the phone and give me a call and I will walk you back off that ledge. (laughs) And it might be, it might very well be your aesthetic, but oftentimes and most oftentimes it is not. So maybe get some ideas from that image, but do me a favor, do you a favor, and don't just copy it. Okay, so two pitfalls to avoid, but here are five things I want you to think about, or six things, actually, I want you to think about when it comes to preparing and planning in this journey of starting. These are all P's. The first thing I want you to think about is picking a room. When you're picking a room and you have a whole house full of rooms that you want to redo, you know that you want to do the laundry room, the bedroom, the master, the master bathroom, the downstairs bathroom, the kids' room, the, lawn, the I already said laundry room, the pantry. You want to do every space. And maybe it's not as exhaustive as mine was when I first moved into my home, but maybe you have five, maybe you have three. How do you know of those three, which one to start with? Here's what I do. I ask myself these questions. Which room do I spend the most time in? Which room do I host the most people in? And which room drives me the most bonkers? And if I answer one room for all three of those, that is the room I start with. So let's say years ago, well, actually right now, right now, it's my living room. I still need to redo my living room. Does, which room do I spend the most time in? The living room, yep. Which room do I host the most people in? Yeah, absolutely, the living room. Which room currently, right now, drives me the most bonkers? The living room. Because I have answered living room to all three of those questions, that is where I am going to start. You might only answer one room for two of those questions. Start there. You might only answer one room for each of those questions. 
Maybe you say, I spend the most time in the laundry room. Okay, I don't know who does that. Maybe if you have 10 kids, but if you do, let's chat because we need to get those kids doing some chores. <laughs> but seriously, let's say what room drives you most bonkers? It is the laundry room. What room do you spend the most time in? We'll say living room. What room do you host the most people in? We'll say dining room. You have one different room for each answer. So maybe choose which is your most, which is your priority. Do you want to do the one that drives you most bonkers? The one that you can't stand going into? The one that you will actually get laundry done because you can go in there without cringing, shutting your eyes and doing the laundry? Or do you, are you hosting something coming up soon and you want to have it nice and refreshed and ready for the people you're going to be hosting? So choose that priority, but definitely start with those three questions. What room do I spend the most time in? What room do I host the most people in? And what room drives me bonkers? Start there, pick your room, and then we're going to go through the other five steps. So number two is understanding your purpose. Your purpose. What is the purpose you have for that room? In this example, we're going to use my living room. So we're going to say, what is the purpose of my living room? Now, I want to make very clear that you are not asking yourself how you use the living room currently or whatever room you chose. You are asking what the purpose is you have intended for it. Right now, if I have two cute little armchairs and nothing else, that might not be meeting the purpose I have for it. But what I want for it to do for me, how I want it to serve my family is to, I want to host wine nights. I want to host friends over. I want to host my kiddos and their friends. I want it to be loungeable, comfortable. I want it to be durable enough to host boys who jump on the couch, though even though I don't encourage it, it happens. I want it to be a place that is roomy enough, comfortable enough to have movie nights. And I want a table, a coffee table in there that's big enough that can host five of us sitting around it comfortably playing a game. So I have a lot of things I want that room to be used for. I have a lot of goals I have for that room. And now I'm taking a look at, do the furniture items I currently have meet that goal? Do they or do they not? And that is the basis of your shopping list. Now, here's the thing, and this is number three, don't purchase, that's number three, purchase, don't do it. Don't purchase a thing. When you are in the middle of a, preparing and planning phase, purchasing is the last thing you should be doing. Remember that cautionary tale I told you a few minutes ago where if you purchase something, let's say my couch was not meeting the purpose I have for that room. Let's say I needed it to hold five people instead of two, like a love seat. If I needed a bigger couch, going and buying the first couch I come across that is in my price range is, I'm just going to say it girls, a terrible idea. It is a terrible idea. Maybe one out of 10, it will work in your space. Maybe. But because we see a price tag that we like, because we see it in a store that we're, we're okay with, we maybe like their company values, we like the return policy, that is not reason enough to, pu- to push go on the purchase quite yet. It just isn't. You can be locked in into a situation where you are now designing around an eyesore and you're 
back in maybe even a worse situation than you were when you started. So hold off, put your credit card away, put your thinking cap on and stick with me because we have some more P's to go through. The fourth one, and which I said was the most important, is to pin in order to understand your aesthetic. Now, what do I mean by that? Some of you don't use Pinterest and that is okay. You don't have to have Pinterest in order to do what I'm saying. You can use decorating magazines. You can use the internet and other images and collect your images that way. But by the way, it will um, kick you over to Pinterest images. So just be forewarned that even though you might be avoiding on purpose Pinterest, it will be kicking you to these beautiful images. But you can gather images that are inspiring in other ways. But you are going to be pinning with a purpose. You're going to be pinning with intention in order to understand your aesthetic. And that is a process all on its own. That is a system I teach. It is a strategy I teach. And oftentimes when we use Pinterest or even let's say HGTV magazine or decorating magazine or just the internet, when we use that, we can get sucked so deeply into a rabbit hole that is hard to climb out of. We start looking at items that and rooms that we can appreciate, we might love, and they could be as completely different from each other stylistically wise as apples and oranges, pineapples and bananas. You get the idea. And what happens when we browse without intention, when we pin without intention, even though we we know how to pin, we're cool with making a board, when we pin without intention, Oftentimes we make purchases that fall into that camp that is hasty and they actually don't necessarily go with your overall aesthetic, with your overall unique design style. Now you've heard me say before, and I do feel like I am a broken record and that's okay, that your home is a canvas for storytelling. It is. And it is already saying something. You might not necessarily know what it's saying, but if you had anyone come into your home, if you had a designer, if you had a friend with a nice um, design eye, design sensibility, they might notice it, right? They might be able to pinpoint out in, 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 a, in a kind way, right? Oh, um, you, we're seeing a lot of brown here. We're seeing a lot of beige here. We're seeing a lot of um, not functionality with the way that the furniture is arranged. You, you might see it reads a certain way. It sometimes reads a feeling like comfortable, uncozy, unwelcoming. It can read so many different ways. And what I want you to be aware of is that when you put intention behind how your home is reading and how it's setting itself um, not apart, but how it's presenting its best foot forward, when you're intentional about it, you can you're the author. You're the author of that, that story. You are the um, designer behind that canvas. You're the one who is setting that intention. And that is the point of pinning. And when you do that, when you pin with the idea that you want to understand your aesthetic, so many good things happen. Here's what happens. You stop going to the store, looking at everything and thinking, oh, I really like this. And we'll say it's farmhousey. Oh, I really like that. And it's completely industrial. Oh, I really love that. And it might be traditional with a little bit of boho mixed on the side. Oh, I really like that. And you can see, you might even recognize that what you are gravitating towards, what you are saying you like are so different. 
and you're not even sure what to bring home. It becomes so overwhelming because when you like, and I am air quoting it, when you like absolutely everything, making a decision is completely frustrating. It's overwhelming. It's sometimes nearly impossible. But when you hone in on your aesthetic, you can make decisions a little bit more freely efficiently and cost effectively there's not really as many let's go to the store buy the thing i like bring it home don't really like it and come back to the store to return it i've had so many clients that that has been the case because they are not in tune with what their aesthetic is they can appreciate and like different things absolutely but bringing them all home is not a good idea right bringing them all home is not going to help create a cohesive home, the home that you're desiring to have, it is going to do the exact opposite. And I'm going to interject just for a second because I am just today coming out with a brand new mini course called Pinterest 101, Pinning with a Purpose. And the whole idea behind this course is to help you identify your aesthetic. And I teach you how to use Pinterest with intentionality. I teach you how to use it as a student of design and not just as a distraction. And I teach you how to do it so that you can start making design decisions, not quickly, quickly is not the right word efficiently, effectively, so that ultimately you can stop wasting money and stop wasting time. And so that you can start making decisions with confidence. That sisters is um, open for enrollment. I'm going to put the link in the show notes today. And it is open for enrollment for 50% off until Monday. Monday at midnight. So make sure you grab that introductory offer. And if you are wondering where to start, I know so many of you come into the Facebook group and you are saying, how on earth do I start? What do I do to start? This is where you start. You start by understanding your aesthetic and then you move on from there. So go over, run, 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 and grab that. You will not be disappointed. And as you do, if you do, you will have support along the way. You will have me available to answer questions for you and to help you along the way in case you can't quite see your own aesthetic because it does take practice. It does take practice. Okay, number five. Number five is to plan. And of course, in all of this whole thing, preparing and planning, number five is planning. But here's the thing. When we have the overall big picture and we know what, which room we are designing, which, what the purpose for that room is, we are, under, we are clear with what our aesthetic is, we've pinned with intentionality, and we are planning the big picture room. We are not piecemealing it together. We're planning the big picture room. And it could include some of the things you currently own, and that is awesome. But when you make a big picture plan, that's when you can reverse engineer it. You can make that roadmap that so many of you want in order to take the first step forward toward the overall goal. So making sure that you plan, you create that roadmap, that design map for you so that you know that you are making one step towards that end goal. Okay, and the last P in this preparing and planning is patience. Have some patience. Again, put down that credit card because this is not a process that when you do it well can happen in a weekend. Could it? Of course, absolutely. And you are welcome to hire me. You're welcome to hire any designer. And if their schedule allows, they can do it for you in a weekend. They will do, by the way, the same thing. They're going to try to figure out what your aesthetic is because if they are doing their job, if I am doing my job, I am not creating a home that 
I love in your space. I'm not creating a home that is a reflection of me in your space. I am trying to get in tune with you, making sure I understand what your aesthetic is, what your family dynamic is, how your home should best serve you. And I'm designing towards that. And that's what other designers will do. And that can be done quickly if you have a little experience. But if you don't, and you're doing this on your own, pack some patience and it's okay. It could take three months for you to figure out what your design aesthetic is. And that's okay. You've been living with that too, t- too small couch or that yucky dining room table or that not functional armchair for so long. What is three months? Pack some patience, utilize that and go through the process and you will be well on your way to starting. So here's a review, quick review. Was it five, five things that you can do in order to prepare and plan? Number one, was pick a room. Number two was understand the purpose you have intended for the room, not how it's being met now, but what you have intended for it. Number three is don't purchase a single thing. Put that credit card away, lock it up, give it to a friend. Don't use it to buy anything. Number four is pinning to understand your aesthetic. And number five is making sure you plan and getting that overall big picture. And number six was packing your patience. All right, girls, I hope you take advantage of this new course that is being launched today. It has been a labor of love and it has been something that I have been working on for the last year because I've heard what you've said, because I've heard you say time and time again, I don't know where to start. And so many of us want the answer, start by painting your walls, start by buying the couch, start by even picking the room, that's fine, but start by doing the thing that actually is going to lock you in and tie you up instead of starting where you actually need to be starting. And that is understanding what your aesthetic is. And I want that for all of you. And of course, if you are not sure you want to do it on your own, I'm available. You can book a call. I'll put that link in the show notes too. But this course is for all of you who are ready to learn, who are ready to move your design needle forward, who aren't afraid of taking a little bit of time and who want to learn what their aesthetic is so that when you go shopping, whether it's at the high ticket store or a thrift store, you know what to look for and you can purchase it with confidence, knowing that it's going to fit in beautifully with the other things that you've already chosen for your home. All right, girls, have a wonderful weekend. I am going to go jump in the lake. Hey, real quick before you go, if you learned something new or found value in today's podcast, would you head over to iTunes to Fig and Farm at Home and leave a review and subscribe to the show? That would be awesome. And if you'd like to connect with my community of mamas who are learning to be intentional storytellers within their own homes, join us at bit.ly forward slash design 101 group. There's always more room at the table. See you soon.